Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. So this week has actually been kind of chill. Surprisingly enough, the Bravo sphere has not been popping off. Obviously, we have news stories to report. Please do not worry. So Kelly Dodd from The Real Housewives of OC has been talking for the last few months about how she does not want to come back for season 14 unless OG from the OC, Vicki Gunvalson, is off the show. So obviously everybody knows Vicki Gunvalson implied that Kelly Dodd is a Coke user on the season 13 reunion. Obviously, <laughs> that is not good. Kelly and Vicky were fighting because Vicky clearly broke girl code when inviting Kelly Dodd's ex-husband Michael out to dinner with one of her friends and then they double dated X, Y, and Z. Definitely breaking girl code. Vicky's a fuck. But anyways, Kelly's been on the show since season 11 and obviously Vicky's been on the show since season one. So the beef has been kind of serious as Kelly has been saying I will refuse to be on the show if Vicky is still there. And obviously everybody knows Bravo loves Vicky, and taking down Vicky I think would maybe be the beginning of the end for the Real Housewives franchise. So it's an interesting way of looking at this fight from the production standpoint. So a fan asked her, so are you going to stay? And she said, at the way it's going, probably not. Another comment says, would there be any way you would reconsider? You're so great on that show. <laughs> Kelly obviously comes back with a classic 80s comeback, money talks, and bullshit walks. Followed by another question by a fan saying, I thought you were not coming back if Vicky's still there. She said, I might, not in negotiations. I don't have to be friendly with Vicky. And TBH, I'd rather Kelly come back and be even more anti-Vicky than she was this season. Because Vicky is a shitster. You know, I think she has her pros and cons. I do feel like she is a little bit naive and doesn't understand, like, social cues. However, I don't think she's innocent. The whole Brooks thing, a girl was a part of it. Baby girl just wants a casserole? Like, no. You knew exactly what you were doing. So, back on episode 9, obviously we were talking about all the coke allegations in the OC episode. That then spurred a online battle between the two of them where Vicky clapped back saying, of course she's changing her mind. She has no job or career. Kelly obviously responded saying, this makes me very sad. I'm college educated. You are not. I worked in advertising after I graduated college for 10 years, bought real estate myself, married a smart, successful man with whom I have a child, which is a great father to as a daughter. Where is your kid's father? <laughs> so obviously Kelly can't take the high road for a minute. However, I don't really want her to. She followed it up by saying, I invested in stocks and real estate and startups very early. Therefore, I don't have to work as an insurance broker selling insurance for minimal margins. Your words. You also told me you make more money on the show than you do selling insurance. I've made better choices in my life than you. I'm sorry if you're jealous. I just work smarter. I hope you find happiness, peace, and love, Vicky. Hashtag don't be jelly. Hashtag don't hate. LOL. So obviously they're petty bitches, but the coke accusation definitely has been hurting Kelly Dodd where she said... You know, her daughter Jolie goes to a very conservative Catholic school and her friend's mothers are all into the show and obviously they see what's going on and that Jolie's been really taking this hard and she kind of believes that her friend's mothers won't let her hang out with uh, their children because of the accusations that Vicky said. So, you know what? Vicky is a mom. She really should know better than to spew these types of accusations. People have said shit about her, <laughs> multiple partners. For years and Vicky obviously flies off the handle and you know had older kids when the show was airing So, you know, it probably lands a little differently for Brianna and Michael versus Jolie. So 
You know what? I stand for Kelly Dodd. If you listen to the show, you know I'm a Dodd head. A daughter. <laughs> well, we're staying in California. So Josh Altman from Million Dollar LA and wife Heather Altman are expecting their second child. They came out with a video on the internet announcing their pregnancy and then told People Magazine exclusively that they will be welcoming their first son. So back about two years ago, they had their first daughter named Alexis uh, aka Lexi, which I'm sorry, there was just something about the name Lexi that I feel is like very 1990s name, and like meeting Lexi now would really throw me off uh, my rocker. Besides the point, so they were saying obviously they were debating if they wanted to know the sex of the kid, blah blah blah, they were driving down Sunset Boulevard, the doctor said you're having a boy, our jaws dropped, we started yelling and celebrating, we're so excited, blah blah blah, she's gonna be the best big sister. So Heather and Josh obviously were on the show together. I think Heather was Madison's assistant and then met Josh and then they obviously hit it off, got married, started working together. Now they're obviously welcoming a second child, so I'm super happy for them. Heather said whether it was a boy or a girl, obviously we'd be so excited, but I'm the older sister and I have a younger brother, so for me, I love the idea that she's going to have the same type of relationship with her sibling that I have with my brother. If she's anything like me, she's going to be loving and caring, but she's also going to pick on him and beat him up, which, love that. Like, obviously, I'm the youngest of three, two older brothers, so I didn't really have the option of picking on anybody or beating anybody up, but, you know, they did that for me, and (laughs) I'm okay, I swear. So I'm really happy for them. I think they're really sweet. Josh is a little bit like, like, uh, I don't know the word to really describe him. He's like a ham, you know, he's a ham. He just like likes attention and he's handsome and smart, rich, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I am really happy for them because I love babies and, you know, I do want to see them happy. Heather follows up saying, Josh has always wanted enough kids to have a soccer team. I just let him think that's going to happen. Two is the minimum number I want and we'll see how that and we'll see how two goes, and we may or may not welcome more, but only time will tell. Love that. I do, as well, want a little soccer team of mini-me's, which could be terrifying, uh, but I'm embracing it. Good for them. So Caroline the Doll from Below Deck, the most recent season of Below Deck was is crazy. It's still airing, which, TBH, I can't believe they have, like, more than 20 episodes this season. I feel like it's, like, a little overboard. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Oh my god, I have to stop laughing at my own jokes. But Caroline Badal from Below Deck used to be the third stew. However, she got fired in the middle of the season. You can probably remember her for having an injured foot, breaking champagne flutes, and making Master Pearson cry. And then her epic exit where Kate Chastain and Josiah put like a speaker in front of her door and blasted dubstep until she left, which I do think is like abuse. Like I'm not for that. So Caroline was fired from the show, and if you guys haven't been either following her on Instagram or following her on Twitter, Baby Girl is going through it, and I don't really like exploiting people who are, like, clearly going through a a true crisis, and, you know, she, she openly says she's depressed, and from the show, she's become really unwell. So back on December 9th, Caroline tweeted, I'm depressed, I'm not okay, it's over, not going to be around. So this then inspired a fan from Twitter to call the Norwalk Police Department in Connecticut where she was living to conduct a wellness check. So obviously officers showed up at her house and they were responding to a suicidal tweet 
And even that in itself, I find very strange. Obviously, like, better safe than sorry for this Twitter person to call the cops and get them involved because, God forbid, she was doing something dangerous. You know, maybe they could have stopped it. So Caroline obviously has been spiraling out of control on the internet. That is That goes without saying. And I, you know, I'm not going to read all the crazy shit she writes because it's a little crazy. But I did mention on a past episode how... <laughs> Caroline and Chrissy Teigen were fighting on Twitter, which, like, what? Like, girl, you don't need to be mad. One, Chrissy Teigen, stay on your fucking lane. So back on January 9th, she then wrote on Twitter, consider making unsubstantiated claims to police so they come to my house and conduct a wellness quote-unquote check. Oh, wait, you did. Maybe at Bravo, offer them valuable insight into my mental health. Oh, wait. Dot, dot, dot. Then she wrote, correction. The wellness check happened because the police were told I was suicidal by a stranger on Twitter. Nice to see you are amused, I guess. She follows up saying, I do. I do want to stay in this place. I need to. This battle needs to be fought. Truth needs to be protected. And the principles of ethical human conduct need to be defended. I think her friends and family, like, kind of have to step in. Also, Caroline is a big pot smoker. And again, if you guys are listeners to my show, you know I dabble in marijuana. However, when you're incredibly depressed and you have a depressive state, sometimes marijuana actually doesn't have like the medicinal healing benefits. And sometimes, depending on maybe if she's on medication for other things or, you know, just has been abusing marijuana, like it sometimes doesn't work positively for you and it actually can create more of a paranoia and an insecurity and I kind of believe that she's kind of showing some of those signs so girl maybe put down the bowl like pick up some running shoes go for a run clear your head maybe find a job I don't know I just I feel sad for her and I was kind of upset when I saw this article anyways just because you look tired I take it the caffeine, toothpaste, and adrenaline face serum aren't working? Well, maybe you should ask Santa for a Nectar mattress this year. And if the big guy brings you another unicorn finger puppet, don't worry. Because mattresses start at just $499. And you get $399 in accessories thrown in, as well as a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com today. With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com amcplus.com amc plus only the good stuff for many of us the holidays will look different this year family and friend reunions might not be the same but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close that's why i'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year a chance to tell their story and share memories using story worth 
StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that you know she's a young woman and you know even things that happened to her on the show like obviously we see an edited version of it but it didn't seem as if it was like you know this life or death and I just hope she can kind of gain some perspective and realize like you don't need to be worrying about this shit like no one's gonna remember you in two seasons of Below Deck unfortunately like babe you're no Kate Chastain you're no Ben the chef you're no Rocky but actually, she kind of might be. Okay. <laughs> I might have just, like, um, ruined my uh, my own argument. <laughs> well, speaking of another Caroline, Caroline Manzo has been speaking up about her daughter's divorce rumors. So, Caroline was on an appearance of her son, Albie Manzo's podcast, Dear Albie, which, if you guys listen back to episode 17, my guest Mercedes was raving about the show. I haven't listened because I don't always have time to listen to other podcasts because I'm too busy listening to myself. <laughs> Just kidding. But I went back and I listened to all of them and it's so good. And I actually think Albie's coming on the show this upcoming week. So definitely stay tuned for that because he's really cute and funny and charming. But Dear Albie is a really great show and Caroline came on as a guest where she really spilled the tea on a lot of different types of things going on in production, which I love because I work in video production myself when I'm not, you know, working hard to uh, create incredible audio content for everybody. So Caroline was speaking about the rumors that her daughter Lauren and husband Vito were divorced because Lauren doesn't post photos of Vito ever on social media. And I don't know why the hell people think that that would mean they're divorced. Just because he works and she works and she doesn't sit around Snapchatting her husband now means they're divorced. I think it's a doth protest too much. You know, when people put too many photos of their boyfriends and their husbands on the internet, you know, uh, it might be trouble in paradise. I don't know. I actually, on Dear Albie, they made a really great point. I don't remember if it was Christopher or Albie saying it, but this idea that when you put someone on your social media so frequently... It's more so to tell people, like, this is something I don't want to lose. Look at what I have. I don't want to lose it rather than just, like, being in a blissful relationship and, like, staying in your own lane and not, you know, Instagramming your boyfriends every last minute. So Caroline ended up saying, hey, spoiler, Lauren and Vito are still very much married. Everyone seems to ask, 
are Lauren and Vito married? They are very much married. Lauren just doesn't post a lot because she doesn't want to hear your bullshit. Plain and simple. We deal with a lot of bullshit she doesn't want to hear. Which is really sad because then I started like digging through comments and articles. And people are fucking assholes. Like if you're an, a loser sitting on Instagram making fun of her husband or how he looks or her little beautiful daughter and anything about her. <laughs> like look in a mirror babe because... She's a young woman. She's happily married. She owns her own business. You know, fuck off. It's just jealousy. They're just jealous or envious, to quote Melissa Gorga. So her little daughter, Marky, is also adorable and will be celebrating her second birthday in February. And I'm really happy for them. I would love to see them back on TV. I don't know in what capacity, but I definitely think they would be great. Honestly, let's just throw Caroline Manzo back onto Housewives of Jersey. You know, I think, like, Caroline and Jackie would become this super group against Teresa and Dolores. Like, I feel that's a fair fight. Oh, my God. Actually, that's incredibly titillating. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> Speaking of other mothers, James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules' his mom, Jacqueline Giorgio, has not been very happy with the way she's been portrayed on last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. So, obviously, she was on the show on Monday night, which... She's been opening up about her sobriety struggle, which is really dark. She's been sober for nine months, and, you know, good for her. She ends up having this conversation with Lisa Vanderpump, which, one, is so interesting. Obviously, Lisa has this past, and we were discussing it again back on episode 17. Lisa Vanderpump has a shady past. I don't know what about her attractsies, uh, what's the word, losers, whether it be... JK's parents or PK and Dorit like why are you oddly loyal to these people what do they have on you more so so Lisa and Jacqueline end up meeting and have this odd conversation where you know obviously Jacqueline is begging for her to give him Tuesdays back and she explains to Lisa that he's really supporting the whole family which is just really sad so Jacqueline ends up going on Instagram and posting this thing, this handwritten, <laughs> this is the cutest like sign of being like an old mom. She posts a picture of a piece of paper where she wrote something out. <laughs> no, no, this is not an iOS press release. It says, to who it may concern, when I finished filming with Lisa, I had no idea what had happened regarding my son being fired. I watch VPR episodes as they air like everyone else. And in my opinion, James should never have been fired. Facts. James never used the word fat, nor did he speak to Katie first. She commented on his shorts, and James then responded, let's not claim to be a feminist, then play victim. Kristen slash Hope. James was quote-unquote working. Is there a reason for condoning this in the workplace? Harassment. Parentheses, single white female style. Not forgetting Miss Doty repeatedly beat the shit out of my son on previous episodes. Is that not considered abuse and battery? Or is this just because he's a male he should take it? Hypocrisy. Double standards. Dash, mother figure. Anyone with half a brain should know what I meant. <laughs> That's it on that one. If you guys don't get that reference, she told Lisa that she is more of a mother figure than she is to her own son, which is dark. <laughs> then she said, Raquel constantly being ver verbally abused, so all of you and your judges and juries, before you speak and give your opinion, unless you are living your best quote-unquote Oprah life, then shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Love, <laughs> Jacqueline Giorgio slash mother. Fuck yeah, honestly, I'd never, I thought in a million years I'd be saying I'm on Team Jacqueline, but here I am saying it. You know, Kristen is completely triggering him 
obviously not only are they exes, but he's she's now flying girls in, obviously, a la Miami girl. She's bringing this hope chick into the fucking picture, trying to trigger him, trying to make him feel like shit, and it's work. And let us not forget that Kristen's not supposed to be at Sir, so maybe that should be considered too. Yeah, James is a pig, but James got on this show when he was, like, 23 years old. He's young. Like, I feel like that also needs to be considered, that Kristen's, you know, 10 years his senior. And, like, maybe you take the higher road. You have a boyfriend. You don't need to be the quote-unquote karma police. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, you cheated on, like, you cheated on your boyfriend of five years with your best friend's boyfriend. Like, I, everybody forgets the hypocrisy on this show, especially with Jax and Brittany and James and Lala. Like, all of this is so contrived and the faux feminism of all of these ladies is getting infuriating and it's becoming a little ridiculous to watch. Like, obviously, James is not fully in the clear and I don't condone the way he speaks to women, obviously, and, you know, he has his own issues he needs to deal with, but, like, let us not forget that James was bullied to the point of someone breaking his arm when he was growing up. Both of his parents were alcoholics his whole life. He grew up with money, and then they lost it all. He had a famous godfather, so his idea on, you know, reality is probably a little bit skewed, so I think everybody needs to, like, chill out and give JK a little bit of a break. You know, the whole season now is just, like, going after him and going after him, and it's exhausting. It's like, you know what, Kristen? You have one foot out the door. Like, producers want you off. Like, let's be real. Like, you know, the moment James and Lala got on the show, Katie, Kristen, all of them, they all got a little bit scared because they knew that this is lightning in a bottle. That these are the people we want to see. We want to see young people. We want to see people who are like, you know, still somewhat hustling. Like James is a little hustler still. Like, and that's what makes it interesting to watch. But hey, I mean, VPR this season, obviously I'm going to watch and I probably will never stop. But all of the message boards and the articles and the things I read in the Facebook groups, like everybody is very anti this season. So I think Hopefully producers are taking note and seeing and listening to what people are saying because just like the customers are always right, the viewers are always right. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening to episode 18. I know it was a shorty, but that's what Thursday episodes are for. Tune back in on Monday for episode 19 where we're going to be discussing the new show out on Bravo, which is all about Mexico City. I truly cannot. We're also going to touch base on Candy's Burris from the Royal Housewives of Atlanta's whole situation with Andy calling her the jackhole, you know, potentially being fired. And also, you guys realize Candy toured with R. Kelly and Escape back in 2018. So TikTok, we're still waiting for you to make some sort of comment not condoning his behavior. So tune back into episode 19. And please, if you guys are listening, go on to iTunes and give me a five-star rating and write like a really awesome review because that lets people hear the show. And that's all I really want because I love doing this. And yeah, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any hot takes, gossip, or info about Bravo TV, Feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, make sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and check back every Monday and Thursday for a new episode all about your favorite Bravo celebrities.